So good morning again. Um, it's good to be here with you today. So Bill Ryan was originally slated to speak this morning, but we figured we'd give him the day off. He's been here pretty much all summer, and we thought we'd give him an extra day or two at the cottage to spend with his family uh, before he starts full steam ahead with his job at Scott Mission in the coming weeks. So for the last 13 weeks, we've been going over line by line and word by word the Apostles' Creed. And we've heard that the Apostles' Creed came out of a time when Christianity had become the central Roman religion and the, earth, the church had been asked or perhaps even told that they needed to come up with a statement of faith style document to differentiate and discern what it means to be a Christian. And over the last 13 weeks, we have been really privileged. Um, we've been really privileged to hear from the so many in our community um, to teach what God has put in their hearts on these different parts of the Apostles' Creed. So in the past, when I've been asked to speak, I usually start my prep by re uh, researching the biblical text, really getting into the Bible. Then I'll move on to the commentaries and some other books and articles to see what those much wiser, much more intelligent, much more educated in the word than I am people have to say. And I really try and put on that researcher's hat and delve deep into whatever material I have in front of me. But this morning... It's a little bit different, and my uh, preparation really just consisted of two things, which was that I re-listened to all of the wonderful, wonderful messages that we have been able to hear this summer, and second, I prayed. And so the reason why I didn't need to do any other preparation was because we have a very immensely talented, wise, and articulate community for, which I am very thankful for, uh, who took the responsibility to speak very seriously, and they were able to do that research for me. So that if you, there's anything this morning that you go, oh, I'd like to know more of that, none of these are my thoughts. Go back into the archives, listen to those messages, and you'll get a lot more. Um, and so again, thank you all uh, for those wonderful messages. And one of the things that was really amazing to see as I listened to the messages one after another in, in succession was that there was this really cohesive story and message that came through. And so this morning, I want to take a little bit of time to go over some of those main parts of the messages, that those main points that I kind of drew out and saw as being what they were really trying to get to um, and identify. And then I want to kind of talk about what that main theme, that main story is. But before that, why don't we one more time read together the Apostles' Creed? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. 
So I know the words on the screen are really small, so don't worry if you can't read them because we'll go through it all together. But these are the main points and themes that I drew from each week. And as, so let's just go through them quickly. In week one, I believe in God the Father Almighty from Bill Ryan. We are all seeking spirituality and relationship. And God is seeking relationship with us, and he loves us. God is the God of all. The creator of heaven and earth from myself, God saw his creation, and it was very good. Love God. Love yourself. Love one another, and love creation. I believe in Jesus Christ from Rita. Jesus came to earth to show that he is a personal, supporting, and loving God. Jesus is the example. I believe in Jesus who died from Bill Ryan. Jesus loves us so much. And we are reconciled to God through Jesus. I believe in Jesus who ascended into heaven from Donna. God is supreme, and God loves us. I believe in Jesus who came to judge from Jordan Ryan. In the Bible, a judge is one who makes things right, liberators of the oppressed. And Judgment Day will restore, make peace, unite, gather, and establish justice in the face of oppression. And this is an act of love. I believe in the Holy Spirit from Bill Ryan. The Holy Spirit is the Lord, is of the Lord. It is a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of understanding, a spirit of counsel, a spirit of might, a spirit of knowledge, a spirit that teaches the fear of God. And when the Holy Spirit is in us, it leads us teaches us, convicts us of sin, advocates for us, sits with us, and comforts us. And the evidence of the Holy Spirit is the fruit of the Spirit, including the first of which is love. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church from Laura. We are united through Jesus' sacrifice, and they will know us, and they will know that we are Christians by our love. I believe in the communion of saints from Dale. We are all a part of the body with different roles, and things work best when we do things together in unity, agreement, and love. And it is okay to disagree. I believe in the forgiveness of sins from Steve Goldie. We are forgiven because we love and because we are loved. Forgiving others is good for us, and we need to live our lives with reckless abandon, filled with love. I believe in the resurrection from Jeff Barker. The physical body should be used to show love to one another and to God. Our narrative should be one of earthly redemption, where we are fully united with God. The kingdom is already here. I believe in life everlasting from Daniel. 
You can't make it your goal to live forever in God's love eternally if you're not willing to love here and now. Reach for heaven and you'll get earth thrown in. Reach for earth and you'll get neither. So again, I, I really can't give enough thanks to all of you who contributed these past months. Um, there has been so much encouragement, so much enrichment, empowerment in listening to all of these different words that God had really placed in your hearts. Um, and if there's one word that I found was repeated over and over and over again, that word is love. Now, on this slide, I've updated uh, the font so to be read wherever the word love shows up in my summary. And I know that it's a little bit of a biased exercise since I wrote these summaries. And if I'm wrong, then I apologize. But to me, it was very obvious that the central message that we have been given over this summer, as we've been going through the Apostles' Creed, is just how central love is to our Christian identity. Indeed, one of the most repeated verses we've heard this summer during our Sunday morning messages has been Matthew 22, 36 through 40. And if you want, you can open up your pew Bibles to read along with me. Um, sometimes it's nice to get that tactile feeling and to uh, see as well as hear. And I'm just going to read for us Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now what I take from this, from this summary, is that all of the articles of the Apostles' Creed really do come from these verses here. We need to love the Lord our God with all of our hearts. Love with all of our souls and love with all of our minds. And we need to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So we need to start with loving God. And looking at the Apostles' Creed, a core part of our belief system is in that Trinitarian God, which is made up of, number one, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. Number two, Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, descended into hell, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And number three, the Holy Spirit. And I'll go back to my message from earlier this summer and remind you all that God created us as a labor of love. God takes joy, he takes delight, he takes pleasure in us, and God loves us. 
You know, we spent four Sundays going over the story of Jesus from life to death to ascension to his role as judge. And to me, there was nothing more evident than how much love God has for us. And if you go back to Bill Ryan's message from July 1st on um, the death of Jesus, there's a point in his message where he becomes just full of emotion. And he drives home the whole point of Jesus' death was that he died because he loves us. He loves us so much. And if you only take one thing home today, take home that truth that God loves you so much. He didn't make any mistake when he created you. And a couple of weeks ago, as Jeff talked to us about believing in the resurrection of the body, he brought up the belief that some people have in what's called the law of total depravity, meaning that some people believe that humanity is evil from conception. But Jeff went on to deconstruct that belief and show how it's not possible since Jesus became fully human. And since Jesus was fully human and fully God, that law of total depravity just doesn't hold up. And because God created humanity in his image, and he saw that creation was very good. So rest in this knowledge. Rest in this truth that God loves you and you are very good. But relationships don't work one way. It can't only be one-sided. And while it's important for us to recognize God's love for us, we also need to demonstrate our love for God. And in listening to Laura and Dale um, as they talked about uh, the belief in the Holy Catholic Church and the communion of saints, we came to understand how God has truly made us as relational beings and that Jesus' sacrifice united us further in that relationship. And we can show our love for God by loving one another and by caring for his creation. And we need to move away from our individualism, as Dale reminded us, and embrace our unity as we come together as that communion of saints. And we need to let the Holy Spirit shine through us so that we can foster the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And Jesus says in Galatians 5.23, Against these things there is no law. So as we go out today into our weeks, we want to demonstrate our love for God by being loving. Be joyful. Be peaceful. Be patient. Be kind. Be good. Be faithful. Be gentle. And be full of self-control. And don't worry. I know that this is much easier said than done. But we can rest assured 
that we have already received forgiveness. And as Steve encouraged us, as he spoke to us on God's forgiveness for us, is that we can continue to show our love for God through living our lives with reckless abandon, full of love. When I describe Wellspring, I'd like to talk about us as a group of broken people. And I look around, and we all have things that are hard and things that are heartbreaking in our lives. But we all come together in our brokenness and experience God's love together in community. And I know this firsthand, um, that you are all very good at loving one another. Um, Some of you might know that over the past months, I've been working through some uh, different health difficulties that have left me feeling tired, sometimes exhausted, and I've had sore joints and various pains and aches, and I've had brain fog and memory difficulties, and my emotions... My emotions have been so all over the place. And it's been a hard season for David and me. But we have been incredibly blessed because so many of you have come to me with your thoughts and with your prayers and with your love. And it can be so scary to share life with each other, to become vulnerable and to show people your weakness. But I can attest that we are incredibly fortunate and blessed to live in this community and in God's community where people truly care and truly love so that when you or I decide to share some of those vulnerabilities, to share our brokennesses, you don't have to worry about anything because I know that when I shared... I wasn't received with anything other than love. And I really do encourage you all to continue this trend this morning. And I know it can be hard, but you guys are really making a profound difference. And when you're finding it hard to know what to do, just take Rita's advice and look to that example of Jesus. And listen to Donna's words and know that God is supreme and loving. He has made plans for us to prosper. And we can trust him to show us how to love one another, even when it becomes hard. But it's not good enough to love God and to love one another. We also have to love ourselves. And when Jordan spoke to us on what it means that Jesus will come back to judge us all, He pointed out that the biblical judge is not someone that we think of as, you know, gavel saying, you're right, you're wrong. But a biblical judge is someone who makes things right and liberates the oppressed. And similarly, when Daniel talked to us about everlasting life last week, he reminded us that while it is good to keep our minds focused on things above, that it is not wise for us to focus on eternal life if it means that we lose focus on the immediate life that we have in front of us. One thing that happens when we focus only on eternal life and when we misinterpret the day of judgment as a time of punishment is that we forget to see ourselves 
as God's creation. We see ourselves instead as dirty, as sinful, as wrong, as not good enough. But we have already been forgiven. So while there are times in our life when we make mistakes and we ignore that still small voice inside of us from the Holy Spirit telling us not to do something, or perhaps we ignore that voice telling us to do something, remember, we have forgiveness. And while this isn't an excuse to go out and live your life without regard for God's word, it is an important truth that we need to remember that we have forgiveness. We have been set free already. And we are loved by God and we should honor that love by also loving ourselves. The biggest thing I learned through these weeks of looking at the Apostles' Creed over the summer is how simple the truth really is. The simple truth to love God and to love one another and to love ourselves. That's all we need to do. And that's what it means to be a Christ follower. And there are a lot of mysteries. There are and will always be things for us to discuss and to debate. And it is good for us to discuss and debate. It helps to sharpen us. It helps to strengthen us. But all of the knowledge that we gain is nothing if we don't have love. And so as we finish up this morning and as we go out into our everyday lives, I want you to take Steve's words to heart and live your life with reckless abandon filled with love. Love with reckless abandon. And love all people, regardless of age, race, ethnicity, gender, sex, sexual orientation, regardless of whether or not you like them or whether they're nice to you. Show your love for God and showcase your identity as a Christ follower through loving one another. Let us be known by our love. Let's pray. God, thank you for your love for us, and thank you for making us in your image, and for being our all-knowing, all-loving, and supreme parent. Thank you for sending your only son, Jesus, to become fully human while remaining fully God. And thank you for your sacrifice that you made for us through Jesus' death, and thank you for the gift you gave us through his ascension. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit who sits with us and comforts us, who guides us and knows us, and thank you for your love. Thank you for this communion of saints that you have allowed us to enter into, and thank you for the community you give us and the opportunity you have given us to love our brothers and sisters here in this place today. And as we set our minds on things above, let us use that encouragement and that hope to help us love one another and care for our beautiful your beautiful creation that you have given us. 
And Lord, help us also to love ourselves. Help us to truly understand and accept the freedom you have given us through the forgiveness of our sins. And let us see ourselves as you see us, made in your image. Father, thank you for the gift of love. And in your perfect name we pray. Amen.